This, 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 this is mythical. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Dude, I'm going to 21 Savage with my nephew, Keon, and we are so hyped to see him. You have no idea. Uh, while you're doing that, Nicole, I'm going to be storming through the party like my name is El Nino because I'm going to be seeing some 41 <laughs> Skate Punk is back, and it's not pop punk. It is skate punk, but also they have so many more artists to choose from. You got Alanis Morissette, Cage the El. Elephant Nicole, you're not ready for this one. <gasps> Who is it? The Kids Bob Kids, baby. No way. <laughs> Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. That's right. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy now. We've all heard the old adage, you are what you eat. But have you ever wondered if you eat what you are? Today we tackle another mystifying topic from the bowels of the internet. Are humans hot dogs? This is a hot dog is a sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) What? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Scherer. And I'm your host, Nicole Hendizade. And today we're tackling one of the wackiest, albeit most fascinating philosophical food topics out there. It comes from a trending Reddit thread. It claims that because a hot dog is defined as pureed meat in animal casing, aka intestines, then a hot dog does not cease to be a hot dog after we eat it. Furthermore, by consuming said hot dog into our own intestines, we become the hot dog's casing, thus becoming hot dogs ourselves. Nicole, that is a lot to wrap your head around. What are your initial thoughts? I'm not a hot dog. You are a hot dog. I'm not a hot dog. Funny thing is, a hot dog is literally in the dictionary as someone who is a has a propensity to show off. Okay, in that context, I'm 150% a hot dog. You're such dog. a hot dog. You, lo- you love attention. <laughs> that was one of the first things you told me when you met me. It's just like, I love attention. Because something <laughs> happened where I was just like, hey, like, you know, do you want me to like say this? I think it was maybe like, do you want me to like put, say, hey, Nicole did a great job on this in yeah. a Slack thread? Or would you, you know, are you uncomfortable with that attention? You were like, uncomfortable with attention? What? I love attention. Why do you think I'm at mythical? <laughs> that's fair. I, I guess that's true. No, I, in that context, sure, I'm a hot dog, 150%. <laughs> but in the in the food term, no. I think a hot dog is a very specific food that you eat, and whenever you eat it, it does not beco- you do not become a hot dog from ingesting a hot dog. There's, I don't think so. But there's got to be something compelling about... So can we agree that a hot dog is essentially pureed meat inside animal casing? We can agree that that is what a hot dog is. And do yes. you agree that when you chew a hot dog, you are essentially repureeing this cooked meat into a meat slurry. You're trying to talk about peristalsis right now? Per, perist- <laughs> well, peristals- peristalsis is the, it, your esophagus moves like a snake yeah. to push food down into your tummy. Yeah, to make it more of a puree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it kind of matches it up. So so when you're peristalsizing, uh-huh. that sounds like a weird 80s workout routine. You're peristalsizing today. <laughs> when you okay. peristalsize uh-huh. the hot dog, you get hot dog puree mm-hmm. in your stomach. That may get broken down by a little stomach acid, but like there's still solid hot dog smoothie in your stomach. Okay. That will eventually travel into your intestines, mm-hmm. which at that point, it is a meat puree in intestinal casing. You just said you agreed that a hot dog does satisfy that definition. Mm-hmm. So at some point, I'm not saying you yourself, your whole self is a hot dog. I'm not saying that you are any less than human, that you are any <laughs> less Nicole Hendizade. 
when you eat a hot dog. Uh-huh. All I'm saying is you are Nicole Hendizade plus a literal hot dog that is living inside your intestines. I think it's the stomach. Okay, if I bought a hot dog from the store and it says with stomach acid, <laughs> like that's not a hot dog anymore. That's an abomination. Well, Nicole, <laughs> I may have information that can shock you. Oh my gosh. Do you know that it? human DNA was found in normal grocery store hot dogs when run through a laboratory test? How much of a percent? I mean, like, the, that number of percent is not exactly important. It matters. But what if, I'm I'm saying, eating, if I'm eating 0.015% of human, okay, whatever. But if, I, if I'm eating, like, 40% human, that's a big difference. That's, good. that's like when the whole thing happened where there was, like, horse meat in McDonald's burgers in France and mm-hmm. everyone, like, freaked out. It's uh-huh. like, well, well, how much horse, you know? Like, <laughs> Wasn't I'm, it Ikea meatballs? There's a lot. There was, like, kangaroo meat and something. But, mm-hmm. oh, I actually read a fascinating story. Do you know that there was a massive famine during the Franco-Prussian War in 1870, right? Uh-huh. In France. So they, like, the Prussian army uh, cut off Paris from supplies. And okay. so they, like, had to find alternate food sources. And uh-huh. so they straight up they straight up raided a zoo. Oh. Wait, is this is this too much to talk about? No, this is <sighs> this is history. Yeah, this is it's happens. interesting. This is very interesting. War is hell, and, you know, the French being the French, they turned hell into a... Delicious meal. And there is a shot of an actual menu that has like elephant consomme and kangaroo tartare. What year was this? 1870s. That's so interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you're you're in like a a sticky situation, you can have elephant consomme, but I'm not going to eat a human hot dog. Yeah, that's fair enough. I'm not not advocating. Okay, so (laughs) let me clarify my stance on this. I, I, I don't believe that humans become the hot dogs themselves. I believe a small part of you technically could be considered a hot dog. So if you were to have a Dexter-style person, I've never seen an episode. Oh, but, really? It's no, so good. good. Yeah. People always send me the screenshot of a guy in Dexter. I don't know if it's his friend or whatever, but it's a white guy who wears a hat and has glasses, and he has a mustache. At some point, I had a mustache, and I'm a white guy who wears a hat and glasses. Mm-hmm. And so everyone sent that to me to go, this you and Dexter? <laughs> what I'm saying is if someone went in with a scalpel, and opened you up, flayed you open, uh-huh. and found the nugget of intestine where there was digested hot dog. Uh huh. Because again, hot dogs when they're made. Have you ever seen videos of hot dogs? Of you've made course, in I have. Yes, I I love those kinds of videos. <laughs> well, who was the guy that did it on Food Network? He was also the host of the kids show that Mark we Summers. Watched. Mark Summers, yeah. But when I was a kid, I used to love the Food Network show where he would show us how things are made, like jelly beans and hot dogs. Yeah, unwrapped. Yeah, I loved You're unwrapped. Like, it was what? a great, it was a great series. And yeah, I saw hot dogs being made on it. And you know, I know how they're made, and I know the pink slime, and I know it's intestinal tract that is cleaned and uh, stretched out. But I just don't, I don't agree with that logic that if someone went in with a scalpel and did seppuku on me and went and like twisted it up and cut it out, and then I was left seppuku bleeding. Seppuku wouldn't be the right. Term, the right term would be harakiri, okay, which harakiri. literally means stomach slicing. Yeah. Seppuku is more referring to the cultural practice. I'm literally oh. listening to a podcast right now about the uh, Pacific Theater War preceding World War II. Why are you learning so much about wars recently? I'm just preparing. You just got nothing to do? <laughs> the country's going in a weird direction, Nicole. I might as well study up. Are you going to make elephant consomme for me? I'm thinking about it. I don't know. Why not? I feel like I'd be really good at at cooking during wartime, though. Yeah. Using little ingredients for what you have. I think I would do great as a Navy cook. You yeah. know, I like with a hairnet and like the greasy apron and just smoking a cigarette saying, <laughs> y'all are eating beef. And then they're going to be like, well, what kind of beef, Miss Nicole? It's just beef. <laughs> okay. Okay. So imagine someone... Slices open your stomach, no. reaches in, grabs out an intestine. It can be it can be Sound Guy Chris's stomach. That's no. not, it doesn't have to be yours. Someone, no. I I pin Sound Guy Chris down and no, I take a wrong. paring knife 
And this is hypothetical, I don't but it is that. me and Chris. Yes, I understand that. Chris, I'm sorry that you've been dragged into this conversation. It's really uh, not a place I would like to be if I were you. But no, I don't think that constitutes a hot dog. I, I what think- if you boiled it? What if you put it in a bun? Why would you boil it? Why would you do that? Nicole, there is no why. In yes, this. This clearly is purely, there is. No, no, no. This is like, you know, infinity lasagna all over again. It's like, of course, you don't have, there's no human impetus. But what I'm really interested in discovering about all of this, because mm-hmm. you said you are not a hot dog. No, but do I'm you not. feel that you are better than a hot dog? What, what does it mean to be human? Because that's what we're talking about. Are humans hot dogs? We know what the definition of a hot dog is, but to discuss that, we would have to discuss the definition of being a human. Okay. It's four words. Human is... <laughs> Animal that can speak. Dude, I knew an African gray parrot that was taught to say curse words. <laughs> Animal that can speak and lactates. The women lactate. You ever seen that uh, Coco the Gorilla? We taught Coco the Gorilla to uh, speak with sign language, and that is speaking. And has we not taught that Coco much the Gorilla? We taught Coco the. What if, what if you shaved Coco? Coco the Gorilla is dead. <laughs> R.E.P. Coco the Gorilla. We taught Coco the Gorilla to fear death, and I think that is hilarious. That humans took an animal that has existed for just like millions of years, uh-huh. and we're like, we're gonna teach you about death. What does this have to do with hot dogs? What I'm saying is, if you're just defining a human being as someone, you know, a, a being who can speak, you know, does that mean that we? are our physical selves like does the meat sack that you are in because some people tend to believe that like we have you know a soul or our mind the ability to have complex thought processes makes us human therefore we could never be a hot dog i'm not one of those people i think there's just a mix of weird chemical signals rattling around in our brain and that that consciousness is an evolutionary trick to make us fear death therefore we may as well be hot dogs we are simply an animated meat sack if i took a hot dog and made a marionette puppet out of it I think that is as much an experience as being human. I disagree with that 100%. You're a human being. You're not You're not better than a hot dog. You are different than a hot dog. A hot dog serves its pur- purpose and a Josh serves its purpose. Whatever jo- the purpose Josh's is. Josh's purpose is to eat hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's you go. There you go. There's your purpose. I don't know what else to tell you. You know, you're done. During that time we made a hot dog upside down cake. Yeah, I do. Vividly. That was the most excited I've ever been yeah, about anything in life. I remember that. Really which is really. yet another reason to devalue the human experience that the most excited I've ever been has been from a hot dog cake. But again, I don't think if you eat a hot dog and you isolate it within your own intestinal tract and you twist it up and you cut it out, that's not a hot dog. It's not. It's it's a human dog. Okay. What it, Could it possibly be a sausage though? Because I hear, I hear you about your stomach acid comment uh-huh right if you add stomach acid to a hot dog like because there there's still rules to what a hot dog is what a frankfurter style sausage is mm-hmm. there's certain spices that need to be in there it needs to be a um a finely ground uh, force meat is the term similar to yes bologna we could also get into is bologna just flat hot dog that's yeah. another podcast <laughs> <laughs> gotta wait for that one <laughs> but um but once you start you know adding things like stomach acid to it does mm-hmm. that then cease to become a hot dog, but like, could it just be a stomach acid seasoned sausage? Because if you taste like bile or stomach acid, you kind of know what it tastes like. There are certain dishes that are seasoned with, say, beef bile in it. Sure, we've we've experienced that before. Yeah, shout yeah. out to papayitan. Yeah, it's a, papayitan. Yeah. It's Filipino? Yeah, it's yeah. a kind of Filipino pastoral dish. Yep, we, we're familiar with that. And Not I my fave, but I love and that if it you, exists. And if you wanted to make a, a beef bile hot dog, sure, go ahead and do it. I think there's something about the human being being alive at one point that bothers me. 
about the idea of of the thought. You know, you're, you're looking at me like like it was alive. What do you think an animal was? Yeah. No, no, it's different. I guess I just I guess I do hold humans to a higher standard than animals in that sense. I'm not gonna eat a, a human, and uh, the things that come out of a human, I'm not gonna eat. Nicole, I don't know if I'm allowed to ask this question at work. Were you breastfed? Sure. All you're doing is just eating human. That's like, different. That human no, DNA that, that the you're body consuming. is expelling that. It's different. It doesn't. No, it's not expelling. You you expelled it. As a ba- <laughs> I, uh, okay, quick disclosure. I'm a, a, a cishet white man. I don't know anything about the female experience or the body and how it works. Um, so let's just get that out of the way. I immediately made a claim about what lactation and breastfeeding is and then realized but, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Josh, just speak. No, it's like, it's, it, that's food. That is supposed to be food for the baby. Like, that's fine. That's not cannibalism. We made cheese. We, we made, uh, what did we make out of Mac breast and milk? Cheese out we of made breast macaroni and cheese out of breast milk and fed it to two adults. Yeah. Uh, bad take. Shouldn't do that anymore. Yeah, no, that's maybe a fair point. Let's not examine our own practices Yeah, here. no, I'm not interested in doing that at all. <laughs> We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans, they've got you covered. Heck yeah, they do. Their products come in a variety of amazing colors, from classic black and white to pinks, greens, yellows, and blues, and the best part, Nicole... Everything's non-toxic. Josh, I've been in the market for a kettle for months. Yeah, I've heard you talk about it a weird amount. Yeah, I've bought like a bunch, returned a bunch, but I just got my hands on the Great Jones Fellow Kettle collab, and I got it in the color broccoli, and I'm so excited to make artisanal teas and coffees. I'm trying to get on my coffee game right now, and I'm Mm. so excited to use a gooseneck kettle. We have no idea. I'm excited to use their yellow hot dish, a.k.a. casserole dish. Shout out to Minnesota and Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, But I'm, I'm at that point in my life where I'm like, I'm an adult. I should have nice vessels to serve food out of instead of just serving it on like stainless steel restaurant style things. And I like it. It's cute. It's got a good design. Bakes really well. Holds heat. I'm in, baby. And once you try Great Jones, you'll want to share it with friends. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SANDWICH. That's greatjones.com, promo code SANDWICH. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Let's look at the kind of logical leap, though, on at some point in your body, whilst digesting a certain thing, it becomes another food. 
Because no, I don't think that's the case at all. I don't think it turns into another food. It's just the food you ate plus stomach acid. You think that? Well, okay. So take this at some take 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 this example. If you um say eat a mixed berry plate, okay, would you say that at some point in your mouth? Before you swallow it, or even as you swallow it, as it is peristalsisizing down into the upper parts of your stomach, before stomach acid get mixed in them, it is just past the pyloric valve. Great, okay. I, I know what that is. I have a story about the pyloric. Do you? Yes. Is it because you had to take alcohol abuse classes? No, I just knew what it was. Okay. Well, I didn't, like, have a problem. I got caught with, like, an empty bottle of liquor in my college freshman dorm room, <laughs> okay. and I had to take these classes. Uh-huh. There's a thing called the pyloric valve. Okay. Which, I guess, is, like, uh, physically kind of drips things into the stomach. Sure. Which is why when you're full, you don't get drunk as fast. Mm-hmm. It's True. not because the food's soaking it up. It's because it's uh, letting the pyloric valve open slowly. Yes. Huh. Anyways, what I'm saying is if you ate a mixed berry plate uh-huh. at some point traveling down your esophagus, peristalsisizing, that food, fruit is a mush. I know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> Are you going to say, is that a smoothie? No, Nicole. Is it jam? Is that a smoothie? <laughs> oh my gosh. No, it's not. It's no, it's not a smoothie because that, okay. Why that's not? literally like saying if I eat a piece of bread and it travels down your body, is it breadcrumbs? No. It's no, it's bread pudding. Josh, because it's no, soaking it's up all the juices. Oh my gosh, it's, it's like saying what if you eat a what if you eat? Okay, that's so stupid. That's like saying you eat a potato. It's like, are you making mashed potatoes going down? Co- correct. No. Yes, Nicole, no. open up. Josh, I don't want to. Okay, 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 okay. Let's 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 travel upwards in the in the digestion. Je- but but see but see. <laughs> The thing is, you, you're considering, are you considering the food that's traveling down your esophagus and not being touched by any sort of uh, acids in the stomach to break it down? Is that considered a an intestine? Well, no, it's not an intestine. No. But I'm saying that's the hot dog is cased in an intestine. So that's why the intestine matters. But I'm saying at some point when food enters your body, mm-hmm. can it change form? Take, take this example. So the digestive process technically starts in the mouth with saliva, right? Yes. How many of us do you think have eaten other people's spit? Oh, so much. All of us. All of us. Whether it's intentional or not. All the time. You know, so like that's another thing that we we have consumed, that form of human DNA. When you take a bite of a crunchy taco, mm-hmm. after that first bite, the outside of your mouth is still a taco, yet the inside of your mouth, there is a mini nacho plate. <laughs> think about it. The shell I'm, is broken apart. Okay, my mind is open. My eyes are closed. Yeah. I'm imagining myself... Eating a taco, Physically a crunchy taco. Put yourself inside your own mouth. Okay, no problem. Let me, let me just hold on. You've bitten the taco shell. Mm-hmm. It's a crunchy taco from mm-hmm. Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Great. It is not steamed. It has not gotten soggy. Oh, great. So perfectly crispy. Okay. You bite into it. Uh huh. It is broken into exactly eight misshapen shards. They look okay. so similar to tortilla chips. There's mm, I'm beef. There. There's cheese. There is oh. hot sauce. They're little vegetal condiments. Okay. Ooh, maybe you paid an extra 30 cents to add that weird electric green guacamole that I don't think has I avocado did. in it. I, I think I did, Ooh, yeah. of course you yeah. did. You're bougie. Yeah, you know. You love attention. I do. I'm such a hot dog. Inside of your mouth, if you were to extract it, that is simply a nacho plate. No, that is a chewed up taco. But can there be any difference? Is it, Are nachos just chewed up tacos? Is that what you're trying to say to me right now? I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. know. I don't I'm know. saying, but, but let's not go to nacho. We're talking about inside your own body. That is a nacho plate. It's a nacho plate with spit, sure. But how many nacho plates have I gotten I where think, I'm with my a-hole friends and they don't yeah, tip and I, I get th- spit in my nachos? This is what I'm saying. The addition of, of the human body and the acids and the liquids and the, the secretions don't make it a, an, an edible thing anymore. I don't want to do that. But you're, you are currently eating it. 
But if I take it out, out. but if I take it out and then I wrap it in an intestine, is that okay? I'm eating a hot dog. Nom 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 nom. And I'm masticating it in my mouth. Mom 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 mom. That's me masticating. (laughs) And I spit it out and then I take an intestine and I wrap it around and then I boil it. That's not a hot dog to me anymore. That's just chewed up garb like meat garbage. It's kind of like boudin or like uh, what's it (laughs) induya? The like no because once you're chewing it, like it's not gonna like seal back together. But like induya, like you cut open the intestinal casing and there's that like spreadable sausage. Oh, no, we're not going you're there. You're making no, mouth hot dog in Duya. I'm not making mouth hot dog in Duya. You're, you're making mouth hot dog in Duya, in no. my opinion. Okay, I don't think so. I think once it enters your body and any sort of, like I said, any sort of secretion just goes into there, it's no longer its pure form. I'll agree with that. It's not, I'm not saying it's the most perfect plate of nachos. I think <laughs> that if I took the perfect taco mm-hmm. and I put it in my mouth, took one bite, spit it back out on a plate, that would be a better plate of nachos than many nachos that I have eaten in the I don't, past. Uh, in the same way that, it, <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good hot dog if you cut it out of your intestines and boil it. And I'm not saying that you physically become the hot dog. I'm just saying that it is technically considered a hot dog. Josh, I love you, but this is unacceptable. <laughs> like, I, I don't understand. Like, do you have no moral compass? I have a moral compass. It just doesn't it's, you work. Have a, you have an... Oh, a moral compass or you have no. a moral compass? I have a moral compass. It's illegal to eat people. Yes. You can't do it. You're not allowed to do it. Yeah. Why come? It's, it's, you can get sick. You, you can, can get sick. Nicole, you can't. You're not even supposed to wash your chicken in the sink, according <laughs> to the USDA, because chicken can kill people. You, I'd you rather get have mad a, cow disease from eating from, people? Do you think mad cow disease is more likely to come from humans or, you know, cows? <laughs> Well, then there's Mad some... cow disease is the reason that uh, traditional haggis in America cannot be served because it has lungs in it. And there's yes. a mad cow uh, outbreak. So I'm saying the entire food system is a nightmare. So there was a guy on Reddit who ate his friend, right? Well, no, he didn't what? like to eat his friend. His friend, like, he was, I think, getting surgery, like a biopsy or something. And like a little uh-huh. s- slice of his skin and muscle was taken out. And uh-huh. he like cooked it and ate it. Okay. And I think he got arrested. I think it was like straight up illegal. Uh, uh, yeah, it should be. You ever see the video where that lady would, uh, she was making a recipe and she like put food in her mouth to yes, chop yeah. it up? Yes, yeah. She chopped it up with her mouth and she's like, she was making stuffed turkey, right? Stuffed chicken? Yeah, yeah. Horrific video. Absolutely what? disgusting. Was that, was that confirmed that it was real or was she just trolling? I don't know. I hope it was fake because that is, ho- that's just like, that's a horror movie for me. I don't necessarily do that. But the other day I was making a smoothie, not in my mouth. I was doing it proper in the blender. Little humble brag. I can afford a blender. It's Hamilton Beach. Might have heard of it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're fine. I use them at home. I get, I, I've been using the crappiest appliances uh, for a long time. Um, but I was making a smoothie and I had fresh strawberries. And I didn't want to get out like a cutting board and a knife. And so I just um, bit into the leaves and then just spit it into my garbage disposal. That's disgusting. Why? Isn't that, that a, there was this whole Seinfeld episode where Kramer makes like a whole meal in his shower. I respect that. That's wrong. That's wrong, my guy. That is unbelievably wrong. Secretions. The secretions make it inedible. What? If you are putting body fluids in your food, you should just not eat it anymore. For the record, I don't think we should be putting our own body fluids in food. And yeah. there is a certain really because you just <laughs> you just said the opposite. I'm having a lot of regrets for things I may have said. What I'm saying is, Nicole, when's the first time you had a hot dog? 
The first time I had a hot dog was whenever um, my mom and dad, I'm going to tell you. So my mom and dad were having a party, okay? It was my third birthday. And we had caricatures come to my birthday. We had Barney and Baby Boop. And then I also had a train that was in my house that went all the way around my house. Like it was a train that went through the living room, through the kitchen, into the dining room, made a circle. And then uh, we had a bunch of hot dogs and it was delicious. And then the most recent time I had a hot dog, I went to this uh, kosher deli called Jeff's Gourmet. Shout out to Jeff's Gourmet. I love your Western burger. Uh, and I had a merguez sausage. And my mom and dad were like, why are you eating hot dog? And I'm like, what do you mean? It's good. Like, hot dog is bad for you. Hot dogs aren't aren't great for you, to be clear. No, they're not. But they're delicious. I sure do love hot dogs. I love, I love vegan hot dogs. hot dogs. I love vegan hot dogs because they're so close to normal hot dogs. Because uh-huh. hot dogs are already so far processed. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. it's just like, yeah, it might as well be eating like some <laughs> yeah. carrots with MSG in it or whatever. Yeah. Um, wait. Oh, okay, hold on. Another thing. We're, we're talking about like temporal specificity as it relates to food so uh-huh. as in like at some point in your mouth when you eat a taco it then becomes nachos i'm this not is agreeing actually, with that i know you're not agreeing with that this is my official position on it but there's actually a lot of like philosophical implications in that as it relates to food definitions including the one that this podcast is named after sure. which we've never actually talked about and we, we will never talk about, talk about it i don't think we yeah, should right? we should respect the anonymity yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know if a hot dog is a sandwich or it's not but a sandwich is a hot dog though yeah, all sandwiches are hot dogs. Yeah. yeah we can agree on that. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Anyways, <laughs> point is, a lot of people, when we even say the name of the podcast, so hot dogs and sandwich, people just start debating us on Twitter, right? Which I love. Which I love. It's very fun. And yeah. that was kind of like one of the reasons we wanted to name the podcast this, because it just ignites people debating. People are debating very passionate about And doing this. the dumb stuff that we do every day yeah. that, we, that makes time pass quickly in the office. Yeah. But a lot of people will post just like simply the Google Merriam-Webster definition of sandwich which is like something, something, two slices of bread. Everyone's like, see, gotcha, you moron. Hot dogs aren't sandwiches. All sandwiches have two slices of bread. And Mm -hmm. then we're like, Subway is the world's largest restaurant chain in the history of human existence. They sell sandwiches on one piece of bread. Are you saying they don't sell sandwiches? And they're like, (laughs) but anyways, people people like to take the dictionary definition. Mm -hmm. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago with the word irregardless now being in the dictionary. Yeah. But we'll take a dictionary definition and seem to imply that that is a universal truth. We're talking about hot. We're talking about tacos being crunchy and crunching your mouth. Ninety nine point nine percent of the world's tacos are not crunchy. Right? I understand that. Yes. It, but the dictionary definition, at least the American Merriam-Webster dictionary, says like tacos usually crunchy, likely filled with ground beef, cheese, and lettuce. Hmm. And that is such an upsetting definition to me. There are, I'm sure there's other upsetting definitions in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. We just uh, haven't searched sure for are. them yet. But I found that def- definition of taco, and it was just like weirdly upsetting to me because I was like, what a, a very like white Western. American viewpoint. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like it's, I know they're talking about the Taco Bell taco, but it's like that is 0.01% of the taco's existence. Totally. Throughout history. So what you're trying to say is you're trying to dismantle Merriam-Webster. I am trying to overthrow Merriam and Webster, unless that was one person named Merriam-Webster. I think it's the last names of two people because there's a hyphen. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. What I was talking about with temporal specificity, like if you had a sandwich, Mm -hmm. right? Two slices of bread. Let's say it's a PB&J. And then the wind comes and blows the top bread off. Right in that state of being, as the top bread is being removed, mm-hmm. does it cease to be a sandwich and it's then become an open-faced sandwich? An open-faced sandwich is still considered a sandwich, right? I don't believe so. It's a toast. I don't believe an open-faced sandwich is a sandwich. I believe it is simply toast? an open-faced sandwich. Well, if it's if it's toasted, it's toast. <laughs> Here's the thing. So, like, 
<laughs> what does this have to check. do with the prompt? What? No, because I'm saying that like you need to deconstruct your definition of what a hot dog and a human is. Nicole, you have to like look inside your own psyche and realize that a hot dog is just as sentient as you. you no, learn- it's not. <laughs> a hot dog is not as sentient as me. I am an active. Have you seen my Sausage Party? My brain is active. Yes, and it's it was great. What was well, what was the the racist pita? Was that what it was? What yeah, was yeah something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. It was a playback. It was a, what a great movie. Yeah. Salma Hayek played a sexy taco. <laughs> What I'm saying is, there's an entire spectrum out there. I'm reading a book right now called The Secret Commonwealth. It's all about elves and fairies and stuff. Mm. And Nicole, there's stuff that we cannot see in the world. Who is to say that our universe is not simply the atom in the fingernail of a giant? And who is to say that, Nicole, hold on, that all the atoms in our fingernails could not potentially contain individual universes themselves? Uh, that's very like that's likely. Um, but if I slice into my stomach when I have hot dog in it, it's not a hot dog anymore. Yeah, you gotta boil it. Nicole, we've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the Twitterverse. It's time for a segment we call Opinions, Opinions are, are like casseroles. First up, we got at Breedcraft, chicken liver tastes like a clump of bone marrow. Those are two contemporary things. That'd be like saying, a hot dog tastes like a sausage. And it's like, well, you're not wrong, but why are you saying this? What are you implying? Are you saying that bone marrow is bad? Because both of those are just really delicious things that I like to spread on toast. I feel like this is more of like a broccoli tastes like Brussels sprouts. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think a, sausage and hot dog is like a little like no, you're philosophically. Right. It's like, like saying like, a bratwurst tastes like a knockwurst. Yeah. Yeah. That that doesn't get us anywhere. But yeah. this is taking two similar things and saying they are uh, they taste alike. Uh, there's certain notes in bone marrow. First of all, it's all fat, like yeah. straight up fat. And chicken liver is just beautiful, minerally bloody deliciousness. I love chicken livers. It's been so long because all restaurants have been closed. It's been yeah. so long since I've had it like awful. Yeah, me like, too. I just you know I've cooked bone marrow. I've cooked a lot of chicken liver, especially pate and fried in sure. my own home. But like. If I'm just like going out to the store once a week, like I'm not going to, you know, pick up a pack of chicken livers just on the off chance yeah. I'm going to be craving them throughout the week. Sure. I miss that. I miss eating fancy chicken liver toast. Me too. I like frying. Have you ever had fried chicken livers? I have I have before I worked here, I made Dorito crusted chicken livers. Really? Yes. One time I fried chicken livers when my mom was out of town and then uh, I didn't know that chicken livers were so volatile and it literally oh, sprang up in my face and then I quickly got one of those like uh, shields and I covered it. <laughs> but I still to this day have chicken liver grease probably on my ceiling. That's so funny. Next up, Breecraft again, Thanksgiving food should never be mixed together. So a lot of people um, have a sensitivity to food where they cannot have other food touch their other food like on their plate, Nicole, which I this get. this is just the guys that you've dated in the past. Josh, no, it's not. They're uh, not. It's not about that. Why do you always bring up my relationship? You brought him up. Podcast? You brought him up in, the, in literally the last podcast. What are you talking about? Uh, I'm saying it's fine. Like, I understand if you have, like, a s- severe, like, discomfort, like, sensitivity, anxiety-induced thing to it. Mm. So that's okay. Except have you ever mixed your macaroni and cheese with a little bit of the sweet potatoes and then got a corner of cranberry <laughs> sauce? That's, like, so good. I, I I love I love mixing my food. No, I totally hear you on people. Yeah. And I know... I mean, I don't know if this is, I'm, I'm certainly not a doctor and probably shouldn't be. Certainly um, not. But like, I, I feel like I have met a lot of people who have either 
um, clinical anxiety or OCD and sure. that mixing their food is like a huge pain point. And I don't mean to, you know, make any sort of light of that. Uh, me, on the other hand, I view it just as an artist's palette. I mm-hmm. see a Thanksgiving plate and I'm just like, which of these ingredients can I mix and match to create the perfect bite? A thing I've noticed, certain things do disgust me, like cranberry sauce and mashed potatoes. You don't I, like that. I hate when they touch. Okay. I almost don't like cranberry sauce on anything except for every fourth bite of turkey. Mm, yeah, I go yeah, three yeah. bites of gravy uh-huh. and then one bite of turkey with cranberry sauce. Sure. But yeah, but taking like gravy and and mac and cheese and then – because there's no other time in life where it's acceptable to put gravy on your mac and cheese except for Thanksgiving. I've never put gravy on my mac and cheese. But also oh, my Nicole, Thanksgivings are a little different because I have Persian Thanksgiving, which means that sometimes I have like uh, marshmallows on my sweet potatoes and then I also have like uh, cherry rice <laughs> with like uh, turkey necks. That, really weird. Is that al balo polo? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Josh, you – can come to the cookout. The hey, I'm cookout. invited to the Persian cookout. You can come cookout. to the you can come to the kebab restaurant. <laughs> All right, at one psycho to another, heard that <laughs> dinosaur nuggets are disgusting. You what? really are psycho. No, what? dinosaur nuggets are uh, they're okay. So technically, I would argue that they're probably a bottom tier nugget. If we are really looking at the facts of how they taste, um, the seasoning on it, the percentage of actual chicken inside there, the crispiness of the breading. However, every chicken nugget is like scientifically designed to make your body crave it with all just the MSG and the fat and the carbs. It's like the perfect food. So they're not disgusting, but I guess really looking at it, they are kind of a bottom tier nugget, but they're so fun. You got pterodactyls. Dinosaur nuggets are good eats. You need to chill out. (laughs) One psycho to another. All right. Nicole B92 says adding Fritos to any food instantly makes it better. They add a delicious salty crunch. I agree. I could imagine Fritos on almost every single food in the world, and I would love it. <laughs> like, yeah, anything, everything. Josh, say a dish. Josh, Oat come meal. on, come uh, on. Delicious. Put some Fritos on Beef it. Beef Wellington. Oh, my God. Fritos? Hell Bagel yeah. Bagel and cream cheese. Ooh, oh, especially that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One more, one more, one more. What, uh, 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 fried alligator. Oh. Uh, oh Frito fried alligator? Uh, yeah. Next stand and stir I, I actually prefer Fritos as a cooking ingredient than I do as a normal chip to eat by themselves. I love Fritos. I think it's- They have a deep corn flavor to them. It is a deep corn flavor. Deep corn. The deepest corn. Yeah. Yeah, love it. At Devour the Flower, spicy nacho Doritos with smears of Philadelphia cream cheese is dank. I don't care what people say. I don't, if Devour the Flower, if anyone is criticizing you for this, they do not have taste. They are not a person of class or moral wealth. I think this is delicious. I love cream cheese. I need more cream cheese in my life, frankly. It's good and everything. It's, it's really good as an ingredient yeah. if you're like building a sauce too, if you want to cheat it and you're oh like, I'm gosh. too lazy to make a real bechamel, oh just dump God. cream cheese in like your nacho cheese sauce. Oh, yeah. I throw in a cube of Philadelphia in my pasta sauces and it is just, it just takes to the next level. Philadelphia cream cheese, please sponsor us. We love you so much. I am in a bagel group. I'm a group of, in a, in a Facebook group about bagels. And your name comes up a lot. And I always defend you because you're the best cream cheese ever. And I also love whipped cream cheese. Do you like whipped cream cheese? No, I'm not a fan oh of whipped cream cheese. I, I don't like the air obstructing because every pocket, air? Of air, every pocket of air in whipped cream cheese is where more cream cheese could be. It's such a textural treat. I don't, I don't like it. I like the <laughs> denseness of cream cheese. And I like my teeth like physically chewing through the chewy bagel and the dense cream cheese. What is your... Like bagel order. Like when you go to like a bagel shop, what is your bagel order? So uh, it all depends what their offerings are. But uh-huh. I mean, it, everything bagel, first off, it's either everything bagel or sesame bagel. Okay. Occasionally I'll get weird with it if I'm like, I, I am. I have no opposition to getting like a blueberry bagel or cinnamon raisin That's bagel fine. with strawberry cream cheese. Yeah. But my most common bagel order 
is everything bagel uh-huh. toasted with cream cheese, lox, red onion, capers. Mine is jalapeno cheddar bagel, yes. black pepper cream cheese, Ooh. and then I put onions, and then I put avocado, I put cucumber, and then I put salt, pepper, and tapatio all over that. That sounds isn't that so good? So good. Oh I want that right God. now. I know, me too. I had, but I do love like a burnt sesame bagel yeah. with just like normal cream cheese. Actually, scallion cream cheese is my favorite. Oh yeah, you know what? I hate vegetable cream cheese. Yeah, like the mixed oh. veggie cream cheese. No one needs that. It reminds me of like a uh, like going to the ninety nine cent store with my mom and like she's just taking the whole shelf. I'm just like, <laughs> no, it's the worst cream it's cheese. Bad. It has pieces of carrot in it. Weird. Um, I do love the cream cheese where they just take the smoked salmon and they just blend it in there. They'll take like the trim of the smoked salmon. Oh no, what an abomination. Everyone thinks it's an abomination. I love it. You're like, it's like you're curing the salmon again in the cheese. Oh my God. I love that stuff. It's cheap. Lots expensive. Debbie's piano teacher used to eat that by the spoonful while she was teaching. It's low carb. It's It's a good snack. Okay. Condi CJ says fruit does not belong in chocolate. It makes it far too rich. Do you mean like in a bar of chocolate, like adding dehydrated strawberries? I think they might be talking about like chocolate covered strawberries. Oh yeah, chocolate strawberry. <laughs> okay, it's so gross. I hate chocolate covered strawberries. Oh my god, I do too. I don't know how they represent roman- romantic situations because the chocolate is so hard and the strawberry is so juicy and like they mix it together and you're just like. Yeah, the most romantic food is taquitos. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows that. You share taquitos with your lover? Oh, my God. Like one end and you hold the other yeah. end? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Taquitos are romantic. Chocolate-covered strawberries are an abomination. Yeah. No, I, I actually don't. I typically don't like acidic foods with chocolate at all. Mm-hmm. So I've never understood like. Because chocolate's acidic. Cherry and chocolate. Yeah, I mean, chocolate, it's it's acidic. It has its own acid to it, but it's also yeah. like fatty and bitter and sweet. And you're just like adding this element that to me clashes so hard. Like if you ever had like lemon juice with dark chocolate, it's like terrible. It, it's like brushing no. your teeth. And uh, eating orange or drinking orange juice and brushing your teeth. So I, I don't like the fruit and chocolate thing. I, I'll settle. Like, I like dark cherries and chocolate. Yeah. So I think for me that bridges the gap. And I love bananas and chocolate because bananas aren't fruit. They're a potato. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny right now. What happened? I don't know. What do you mean what happened? Like, well, I got bogged down in talking about eating people. Yeah, I think the, the whole like... Uh, the actual podcast made you like sad, but I now you're so, so happy. I, we we cover a lot of very deep topics. On yeah, this. and I started yeah, yeah. thinking about like, is my life really as meaningless as the existence of a hot dog? No, and I and no, no, hold on. I came to the conclusion that yes, but that's okay. Oh, it's God. optimistic nihilism. It's like we're we're everything means nothing, but that's fine because uh, everyone's been in the same boat for all of human existence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm a really big fan of blueberries and chocolate. It's great, but oh. I like dehyd- dehydrated fruit is good with chocolate, in my opinion. I agree with that. Okay. And on that note, thank you for listening to A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. We got new episodes for you every Wednesday. If you want to be featured on Opinions Are Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at MythicalChef or NHendyZada with the hashtag OpinionCasserole. For more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube. We launch new videos every week. And of course, if you want to share pics of your dishes, hit us up on Instagram at MythicalKitchen. We'll see you next time. Bye. I think I forgot my roasted garlic in the oven, but I also think I forgot to turn the oven on. <laughs> yeah, I think Dang that's it. exactly what just happened. Dang it. Josh. Oh, well. <laughs>